Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Bearded Dragon Games. You can support us at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blackman and Nathan Golia. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. It's great. It's always great. Awesome. It's a uh, you know, slow-ish week for Magic News, obviously, uh, for Legacy, because not a whole lot's really happened this week. Um, but I think we all have some hot takes. I wouldn't say that any of my <laughs> takes are hot. <laughs> some lukewarm takes? I'm lukewarm. <laughs> Um, Nate, um, why don't we start off with 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 you then? Okay, we'll, I'll start with some we'll lukewarm. build we'll build the heat. Some lukewarm information. <laughs> so when we reviewed uh, uh, Guilds of Ravnica, I pushed Arclight Phoenix way up to the top because I thought you guys would all agree with me that the card was good. And for those who don't remember, it is three and a red for a three two with flying and haste. And when you cast three instants or sorcery spells in a turn at the beginning of combat, you get it back from the graveyard if it's in your graveyard. So I threw it in a deck with Faithless Looting and Lingering Souls and Cabal Therapy and Bedlam Reveler and all these all these cards, and I've just been playing the hell out of it. There's no other way to put it. Um, and it's weird because I think it's my my the times I'm playing are not good for testing this deck because I played last night and I played against I haven't played against like another like bearish deck in what seems like years though it's really probably only been days but played against like uh post and then stacks and then tezzeret and then like elves and i'm just like uh either i win or i don't but the deck does kind of slaughter show and tell because it's got like four thoughtsies and four of all therapy and then a couple hymns and stuff slaughtering but, show uh, and tell is a good is a, it's a good draw yeah i mean it's okay to do that i haven't lost a show and tell yet um <clears throat> But uh, no, the deck is good and interesting. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to play more against decks. I think I would actually see, you know, on the average more like the Grixis decks. But I'm thinking I'm about 50%, maybe a little bit more than that versus any Grixis variant I played against. I beat Miracles in two games, which I thought was which was unexpected. Um, and we'll, I'll I'll send you the list. So you can post yeah. it in the show notes. But it's it's fun and it's it's interesting. Like, you know, it, the problem hasn't been being able to chain three spells in a turn with Arclight Phoenix in the graveyard. The problem has been getting it into the graveyard <laughs> because yeah. anytime you go like Badlands into Faithless Looting, that thing gets countered and surgically <laughs> extracted. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like you just can't, you can't get away with it. You're not allowed to do fair <laughs> things with Faithless, faithless Looting yeah. anymore. It's like the fairest thing I'm doing. But, yeah. But like I have 4-1 to League and I had a couple two threes. Um, so it's a, you know, it's probably a little bit under 500 overall, but I mean, I just had no solution to playing against like, uh, stacks or something. I forget what it was, but I was just like, there was, there was some deck I got, I, I got paired against, then quit the league, restarted the league, got paired against it again. And you know, I was like, well, yep. Same deck that I have no clue what to do with. Yeah. I, I resolved a, uh, Arclight Phoenix today. And I gotta tell you in, in a draft, a, uh, phantom monster with haste is pretty good. I mean, there. It's weird because I actually do tap four lands and cast it quite a lot. Like, um, comes off the top. Like, get four lands in play. With my deck doesn't have wasteland, so it's just like all mana producing lands. And uh, got a bunch of basics, so wasteland's not that big a deal. 
and you know, yeah, it's Arclay Phoenix comes off the top, kills your Jace, leaves you leaves you looking for an answer. You think you're safe. You think you're safe, Jace. But uh No one's playing uh electrolyze in this format. I guess I guess uh Colgan's command does hit it though. Well the thing is it's funny too, like Colgan's <clears throat> command and him to Torok are probably just good enough to like win games on their own, which has definitely True. happened. Like they're definitely good enough to win games on the like, <laughs> like it doesn't matter what the rest of my deck is. It's like, oh I hemmed you twice in a row, like I thought seized you, then hemmed you, and then like Faithless Looting, dropped a Bedlam Reveler, bolted your thing, then uh Coligon's command, killed your other thing, brought back my Bedlam Reveler, then drew three cards. Like, all right, good 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 job, Arclight Phoenix, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Your deck. I thought the the biggest thing was even though like arc lightning or arc lightning, uh, arc light Phoenix was the like the big wowzer wow of the of the brew. I thought it was really just a, a nod to how Bedlam Reveler is probably uh, still a hidden gem that is probably very very good in the format. It is really good, and like, well, I shouldn't say that. Drawing six card or drawing three cards for two mana and then drawing another one, which is where I was getting. So as you chain them together with a bunch of lands in play. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, I mean, the, the hard part is that there are two there are two main forms of graveyard hate that are played right now. Surgical Extraction, which my deck is better against than one would probably think, because there's just there's too much for the Surgical Extractions to really do. Like, yeah, they, they hit a link. Yeah, like Phoenix, you're like, fine, you got me. I've got Lingering <laughs> Souls. Yeah, i got Lingering Souls, Young Pyromancer, Bedlam Reveler, right? They hit, like... You know, Cabal Therapy, like, you know, Faithless Looting is really the card I don't want to be surgically extracted, but if I usually just resolving one is enough to, like, get to the deck enough because it's, it's so good. Uh, but the other thing is Leyline of the Void, and an, an early Leyline, you know, when you see that, it can be really, you know, you just, you'll never get six cards in your graveyard. This is true, you, you will be there. casting that for eight mana for sure. Yeah, Um but, uh, and then, like, Rest in Peace, if I have to play against Rest in Peace. Oh, that was, like, one of those decks that I, like, don't think I would play against a lot, but I had no solution, was, like, Rip Helm. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> you guy... lose to Rip Helm, you lose to Rip Helm. I think, I think that's totally okay. If that's your, if that's your blind spot in the meta, I think you're fine. <laughs> I, I played against Rip Helm. He had a Helm in play and didn't have the Rest in Peace. Uh, I Colagons commanded his Helm. He Helmed me for all of his mana. He hit a Bedlam Reveler. <laughs> Drew three cards. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't win that game. Um, but, yeah. So, it's just the wipeout of, of uh, Leyline of the Void can be tough to deal with. Same thing with Rest in Peace. But I was playing Echoing Calm in my sideboard because I was like, what if they have two Leylines? Um, oh, but, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> really get them. I switched to Wear Tear, though, because I just ran into more artifacts. But, um, but yeah. I, the, Bedlam Reveler... To answer your question, Phil, is is good and fun to play and fun to like noodle around with. Yeah, I mean, just when you were like showing us and sending us deck lists and pictures of you like hitting people with you know three phoenixes in the air or something. Phoenix. Phoenixes. Phoenixes. Yeah. Uh, man, that's the, that of all of the plurals, that's the worst sounding one. Uh, the three phoenixes in the air. That uh, I'm just like, man, Bedlam Revelers just gotta be, like, if it wasn't for Double Red, Revelers probably fucking busted. Yeah, and I'm looking into other into other ways. So people are like, well, you should play this with all the blue cantrips. The problem is you can't get the card uh, Phoenix into the graveyard. Then I then I was like, well, maybe like Dak, 
I could dack a bunch of phoenixes into the graveyard and, uh, you know, just have spells in my hand. Dak um, is a very good faithless looting. Right, and then, you know, same thing with Bedlam or Lord could also be played in that deck. So there, I get, there's one other thing i got to tell you guys about my leagues. This is, this is a searing hot take, but I don't know who's having the take, if it's me or the person I'm about to tell you about. Played against Storm with four Baleful Strix. Storm with four Baleful Strix? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that, that's the story. What? Super sweet. You want to know the card? Okay, so I'm not... I, I, I hear that that happened to you. I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh, this is the world we live in now. Um, yeah, it's Baleful Strix's world. It's, We're all it's, living in it. It's definitely not right. But, you know a card in Storm that is real... And will be killing you at a game store near you is, uh, I believe it's called Sentinel Tower. Okay, what does Sentinel Tower do? I believe it's Sentinel Tower. It might, I might be using the wrong S word in front of it. It might be a different word, but it's definitely it's tower. Up. It's a four mana artifact from that from the what's the that new Battle Bond from You're Battle right, Bond. Sentinel Tower. It's it it, it says uh, during each turn. Whenever an instant or sorcery is cast, you just grape shot them for whatever that spell was. Whatever an instant or sorcery spell is cast during your turn, Sentinel Tower deals one damage to any target equal to one plus the number of instant or sorcery spells cast before that spell this turn. This if you resolve that against a blue deck, they can never win. Wow. You just die. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And obviously you can't use a Flusterstorm against that. <laughs> it's just like, all right, cast Dark Ritual, one you. Does yep. that resolve? All right, well, it's like, well, you're hanging out with your counterspell to figure out what spell to cast on the stack. Not only am I going to, like, dome you for 12 that turn, your force is going to deal you, like, 7 damage. Yeah. Like, you can, like if, that, if that card resolves against the blue deck that's not applying pressure, you just die. Yeah. Because they can I'm just, be, to... like, duress, grape shot you. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the point of the Baleful Strix Stridges, which is another terrible plural, was... Um... I mean, I guess, like, it draws it you a card. It's Stridges with a G, I think. I think. Stridges? Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like uh, the plural of Sphinx is Sphinges. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who um, did this? Who, who made things this way? It's Latin, right? German, uh, Greek? Not German. Um, I mean, it, it, was, it was interesting. I lost, but I didn't really lose because of the Strixes, much as, Stridges as much as I lost because of the uh, fact that, uh, like, I died with, like, two Bedlam Revelers in my hand and, like, a land instead of drawing any, like, interaction <laughs> or, like, a castable spell, so. Um, but anyway, so that, that's a thing to watch out for. I guess it, like, stops them from dying real fast, blocks Delver, draws them a card, sacrifices a therapy. Yeah, it's not... Still playing it. Yeah, if you're playing therapy, I guess it's fine. I, I mean, if you're playing against most decks, you don't need to go off immediately, so it's, it's as good as the Gataxian probe they lost? I, was, I knew it was four of them because I surgically extracted his uh, <laughs> his uh, infernal tutor, <laughs> and I was just I was like, yeah, the, the magic online puts a deck up in alphabetical order. <laughs> like there it is. Oh, dude, here's, here's here's why. Obviously, there's so much hate for Storm now, and people are learning how to play against it. How are they going to defend against the beatdown plan? Yeah. No, I mean that's 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 not nothing. Like I didn't have a, I, you know I don't I wasn't. I wasn't keeping a hand with stuff. I was keeping a hand with like Thoughtseize therapy therapy or something. There, there is so something, I had no pressure. There is something to be said about uh, your your opponent dropping a Strix on turn two and then you just going shields down immediately. 
because you don't think that you're going to die to uh, uh, a storm uh, deck the next turn. I like that. Right, but the the baleful streaks doesn't even mm. count. You should not. You should never think that because they just have a free card. No, no. But like, what I'm saying is, like, I would never expect baleful streaks from a storm deck. So if you dropped baleful streaks, my next turn is going to be me tapping out to like play play like some more threats or something like that. You know, I'm not like a baby Jace. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, play like play around uh, a storm deck if I see a baleful streaks on the board. I'm going to think that you're Grixis control. I think they might have been sideboarded. I don't know for sure. I do have to tell you guys, though, what happened with, in this match. I'm not remembering why it was so funny. Um, my, my opponent played Bayou into Thoughtsea, into Cabal Ther- Blind Therapy, naming Force. And uh, I didn't have it. And then they never made another land drop, just Thoughtseized me a couple more times, and I just killed them. So I sideboarded like it was Nick Fit. <laughs> and I, only, I brought in Surgical Extraction because... Um, you know, it hits if they like have rectors. It hits the rectors before they can get something horrifying like Ugin. Yeah. And it also hits like uh, Cabal Therapy, so they can't uh, flashback Veteran Explorer. Anyway, you know, so so the next turn my, or the next game, I kept a hand that was like it was like Thoughtseize Therapy, um, and I Thoughtseize my opponent. They had Infernal Tutor. I was like, oh, this was Storm the whole time. I extracted it. Saw all the uh, stridges. Then they played one. And then I was like, "All right, well, I guess, I guess uh, I've got this uh, uh, diabolic edict in my deck, so I'm just gonna I edicted his Strix. <laughs> Must have been pretty surprised. Well, I mean, maybe not. Cause he didn't know what it, he knew. I didn't know what he was doing, but so I had removal for it, and still lost to Storm because I had removal in my deck. I think you just taught me how to actually properly play or sideboard against an Academy Rector deck because I did not know that you can exile." the rector with the trigger on the stack and then it won't happen yep or arena rector right they're both they both have the same they both work the same way okay so you have to extract it with the trigger on the stack that now a lot of them are playing (laughs) now a lot of these uh eight rector eureka fit decks if you see them are playing living wish so that you can't extract all their uh you can't extract all their uh, rectors this has been an eternal dernals teaching moment (laughs) yeah you guys, you guys don't play against uh, Eureka Fit every week? No, no. Like I, we do yeah, out here in nope. Utah? <laughs> nope. it's, it's like one of the loner decks in the store. You have to learn to play against it. All I right, mean, who's got more? Who's got other hot takes? I'm here's my hot take. Lazav from the new set is fucking real. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, dude. Lazav is like, he's dope. He's really good. <laughs> People don't realize how good Surveil is yet. I realized that this weekend I've been playing a, a lot of uh, a lot of sealed this weekend and it's quite good. Like, yeah, surveil. Just think about it like this: search for Ascanta is super real and doesn't see as much play as it should. It's like a one of or a two of, but really it should just be a of the backbone of an entire deck. Yeah. Uh, but that card just says surveil one, and that's why it's really good. I get that the flip side is the you know the the gravy, but Lazab just being. I mean, when you were like, uh, Nate, when you were like, yeah, dude, fucking Lazav plus Phyrexian Dreadnought, get there. I'm like, yeah, that's like one of the more busted things that you can do. But Lazav as just one being a 1-3 on the ground isn't the worst. But surveil- first off, surveilling, so you're getting incidental value on an ETVs. It's in the colors that are the most predominantly uh, played in the format at the moment. 
mm-hmm. and just being able to turn into anything uh, and not taking the name of a legend or anything like that because it assumes its own name. That card is definitely like the numbers and the ability on that card are pushed enough that to me it's similar to it's going to be like Bedlam Reveler where it's like really good. Obviously, it's really good, but people are going to have to put in the work to find where it can fit. And then when they do, it's going to be just it's going to be awesome. So you haven't played it yet? Or like maybe you've had it in play? No, I have not actually, uh, like, I have not played anything other than, like, me just, like, goldfishing decks and, like, understanding, like, yeah, if you get the proper draw, but that's any deck, so that doesn't really count. Um, but I do plan on having Lazav be my new, like, the way that I've been trying to make Mentor happen forever, Lazav's yeah. going to be in my <laughs> set of pet cards. The thing I like about it, though, is that since I've been looking for, like, the replacement card to take over Deathrite Shaman... Um, but like having Lazav in the deck as an additional creature that you can flash back to Cabal Therapy for value, uh, being able to copy something else that could have a death trigger is also super interesting to explore. But just being an incidental value card that can copy one of those, you know, big token generating guys uh, is also pretty hot. Yeah, you just copy a mentor, then you know, cast a spell. That's pretty good. Yeah. Let me tell you something, brother. If you're digging this podcast, you got to go over to patreon.com slash eternal dirtles and become a patron right now. Oh, yeah. Zach, you've been playing the new set? You, I, yeah. yeah, I've been playing the new set Anything a, that... a lot in, in limited, uh, you know, on Magic Arena and whatnot. But um, I've, I've come to the conclusion that mission briefing is really a lot better than we thought it was and i thought it was good to begin with it's so it's the most interesting card that's come out in a long time i mean maybe not in like a, in like a long time in magic terms because so many cards come out now and because they put out like 30 sets a year or something but like i listened to so many insane plays they talked about mission briefing for like half an hour and i could i couldn't even figure out if it was good well by the end yeah the, no, I mean, put up a patreon tier on our goddamn patreon for anybody who says that mission briefing is bad i will i will <laughs> bet on that tier that mission briefing is really 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 good set the I'm, set the parameters i'm not sure that's how patreon works phil but uh sure not we'll gambling. Do that. we don't gamble on there that's not what we do <laughs> how about that sure. gamble mission briefings you the goddamn the, nut I, i've come to a conclusion that phil's the jason manzukas of our podcast yeah right. <laughs> it's a little uh. <laughs> um. So so anyhow uh um mission so mission briefing uh you know, I'll give it a quick read r- right now uh it's two blue instant surveil two and then choose an instant or sorcery card in your graveyard you may cast that card this turn if that card would be put into the graveyard this turn exile instead. Um, so I, initially this just looks like a bad snapcaster cause you're not getting a body, right? Like, oh, we're getting a surveil, but like, that's it. Right. Yeah. Someone agree with me. Um, so Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. Surveil is dope. Surveil's great, but it's not a two, one body. And most of the time the two, one body is, is comparable to the surveil, but like having a board presence means something. Um, so after this weekend and seeing how good Surveil is, duh, right? But um, getting a chance to um, look at this card and, and realizing that you can pull alternate casts off of this, like Delve, uh, you know, Pitching for Force, alternate costs for Days. Um, and, and the particular example I want to bring up is all of these cards and Invigorate are an Infect. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can have two mana open, 
attack with my guy, invigorate, you know, get my, you know, get my exalted trigger, invigorate, and then I can cast mission briefing and invigorate again, and the game is over. So it basically can be like invigorate, you know, five and six if I want it to be. Yo, here's what's up, dude. Surveil 2 is also really good at pushing Delve for, uh, you know, 6-6 six, six Delve cards. This is the other thing I was thinking about, because I'm not playing uh, uh, Become Immense right now, because I was like, well, with Gitaxian Probe out, out of the, you know, out of the um, uh, format. format, I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, you know, I don't want to play a, a card that relies too much on, on the Delve thing. I'm, you know, I just, I don't want to be in a situation where that card's not going to be as good for me as it could be. And I think this is a card that that will allow that to go back, swing back towards that that way, and and I can play the become immense again. I think that it's interesting because it is an instant, so like you can sort of like invigorate, and if they don't respond, then you just like mission briefing invigorate, you mm -hmm. know, like you can you can kind of you can kind of feel it out, yeah, it's... a little bit, and if if they kill your thing, you can always mission briefing, um, a counter spell. You know, kill it, kill it response. Yeah. And you get to look at the top two cards for your next threat anyway. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, get, getting that, getting that like, uh, you know, that that quick uh, look at the top of the deck and getting rid of something you don't want or whatnot and then being able to use that for mana as well seems pretty good. Um, so, I, I don't know, man. I, I just want to give Mission Briefing, like, another pass, and I think it might be a player in Control Shells, too. I think it might be a card that, that might even be a contender for... Uh, for Snapcaster Mage and, de and decks that, like, don't really need... Like, Miracles doesn't need Snapcaster Mage. It just plays it because it's an extra card. Like, you know, you're not normally on the beatdown plan with Snapcaster Mage, you know? Yeah, I I don't know. Like, the, the Miracles players I've seen recently at the store have been playing Entreat again, too. And, like, then any anything else that lets you rearrange the top when you have Entreat, especially in your deck, is... uh is worth looking at. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned it in Infect. I, I, I don't know if we talked about this when we talked about the card, um, but I was actually, you know, I've been playing a lot of Tin Fins when I've been playing in pa all my paper, the only paper deck I've built is Tin Fins. Say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I haven't been playing the blue version. Boys. I'm pained by it. Can I tell you about my, my Tin Fins on Friday? I won every game one and lost every sideboard game. So... <laughs> so you're saying... There is justice still left in the world. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Um, but I haven't been playing a blue version, but I was thinking about mission briefing because the hard, the thing about Snapcaster Mage is that Snapcaster Mage is a creature, and if your deck has Shallow Grave in it, you can't really have a bunch of extraneous creatures. But mission briefing both recycles your Shallow Graves and etc., and puts stuff in your graveyard, and isn't a creature. So, yeah. You know, it's one of those like you gotta look at you gotta look for those decks that like you said don't necessarily need the Snapcaster Mage because you know that's not their you know the beatdown plan. Yeah, I, don't, now, I mean miracles. I, it, it could. I'm not saying don't play Snapcaster Mage yet. I'm just saying that Mission Briefing might be a replacement for that card based on a based on a couple things. One of them is that alternate casting cost, so you're gonna be able to use spells differently based mm -hmm. on that. So I think I think being able to you had the alternate casting cost, you know, whoops, force of will. I guess I'll just cast it for two mana instead of, instead of uh snapcaster for seven for a force of will, you know, like that's a huge difference. Well, it's, it's what's, what's the card worth to you versus the five mana, right? Yeah. I'm just looking to see if any made it into the, there are three mission briefing in a high tide deck. 
okay. the five O list. Oh god, I just oh my god, that's so good. Uh, <laughs> this is re- oh, so oh this is but reset high tide. Here's mission briefings an instant. Oh, that's so good. Here's here's my problem with that though, is like Snapcaster Mage actually does work well in that deck because you cast Snap. Right. And this <laughs> this deck has two Snapcaster Mages, three mission briefings, and one snap. Yeah. By the way, why do we never do snap your thing, play standstill? Why why, do, why has no one ever tried that? All right. That seems awesome, <laughs> right? <laughs> snap your Delver, play standstill, your turn. Like. That so that honestly doesn't sound that bad. I got a mission briefing, uh, pitch here. Hmm. I'm gonna pair mission briefing with a card we haven't mentioned in years. Oh. Okay. Okay. Dream halls. Well, why why dream halls? Well, if you give every card an alternate cost, oh. pretty hot. Okay. I mean, right now the only deck that's seeing play with with dream halls is show and tell. You can play it in high tide. That's actually a good point. So if we have dream halls out, mission briefing can cast anything by pitching a card of that color. Any yeah, anything by pitching a card of that color that is an instant or a sorcery. So like conflux, sure. So like you get you just dig for your conflux or like you know find it on top of surveil and then you pitch like a ponder to cast it and then you just get five cards. I'm just thinking that like mission briefing can turn into um, so rather than uh, you know how like the old mono blue show and tell decks would have to go show and tell into into omniscience cast enter the infinite. Yeah. yeah. So, so three card combo, but it was a singular singular color, so you never opened yourself up to wasteland or anything like that. Yep. Um, if you're just on, uh, like obviously you can still have show and tell into omniscience because that's you know what else what's what could you be doing that's better, but instead of filling out your deck with um, sneak attack, you can just like go into mono blue and then you can play a bunch of cards that dump shit into your yard. Uh, because you have the back door of mission briefing and enter the infinite off of uh, a dream halls. You know, this gets to the point of something that we really need to do a show on at some point, which is how, if you're playing a blue deck of any kind, combo, control, aggro, tempo, whatever, right? How much are you married to just p- always playing for brainstorm for ponder? You said 100%, get something in, 100, not, not true. Not true. 100% this of the time. Tide, 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 his high tide deck doesn't have four ponder, by the way. It has four opt, but it is reset, so it goes on their turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but look at Merfolk. You don't need cantrips in Merfolk. All of your cards are the same. You don't want to draw, you know, you just want to draw a 2 2 that turns all your 2 2s into 3 3s, you know? Wait, should we, can we, can we, uh, disclaim when you say what kind of blue deck, do you mean like, like competitive blue deck, or do you mean like just blue deck in general? Because I can, I can think of a bunch of really bad blue decks. Well, I'm not really bad. I mean, like, Tezzeret doesn't play that kind of stuff. They have Chalice, right? Yeah. And so that, that gets that, like, but can you put together a deck that, I mean, Brainstorm, I think, is is fine no matter what you're doing. Um, but it's it's when you get into, the, like, okay, let's say I want to play, well, in this case, just looking at this Reset, reset High Tide deck, it's got four opt, right? Because it's a, the other instant speed cantrip that exists, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, like, that... This deck, you know, made 5-0. He's got a search for his Kanta, too, by the way, Phil. Um, yeah, I mean, the, you're, 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 I'm just going to tag into, like, off of what you're saying where you're going with the different cantrips, Mission Briefing being an instant makes me way more attracted to doing, like, the Turbo Thought Scour Mental Note type decks. 
right thought scour mental note are interesting right for that reason like they're you know they're 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 not as good as ponder right but you know what if you want to play i mean again not not to put too fine a point on it but Dude, with the, the number of cards that are better than ponder is literally like two cards right that's the that's the that's the thing it's 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 like it puts you in this like prison like with Arclight Phoenix, like oh well, just chain a bunch of blue spells. Like, well, how am I getting this card into the graveyard? So am I going to play Careful Study? So I'm going to play four Brainstorm, four Careful Study, and four Ponder. Sounds and great. Then, you know, well, if I'm playing Reanimator, but then I'm out of stuff to do. Like I'm out of spots. So like you know, um, something like uh, uh, what was the card? Uh, strategic Planning is another card I was I've been interested in in recently, just because I've been looking at how do I get cards in the graveyard. Strategic Planning has been reprinted. Um. And it hold on, I'm gonna call it up because I don't know what's exact stats. Uh, sorry, one and a blue for sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one into your hand and the rest in your graveyard. This is from Portal Three Kingdoms, and it was in Hour of Devastation. And I'm just saying, like, I, it, that's that's an interesting card if you build around it. But like, can you ever afford to just not play? <laughs> if you're gonna play a blue count uh, sorcery that that you know gives you card selection you got to play ponder and then you can't go too deep on the graveyard idea because you just won't have enough room i don't know it's something to to think about a little bit the another card that i think about with um like the the fringy sort of legacy playable cards that just haven't found a home yet uh that you could play alongside mission briefing i get he's a dude but i think baral is baral chief of compliance is also a card that like give it give it time for like one card to help it out and that cost reduction netting you you know five mana in a turn is going to be well worth it yeah Baral's a that effect is good and and very underexplored outside the ruby storm deck which you know if you've seen a ruby storm screenshot recently you know that that deck is crazy and, you also you know, i mean the other I, it, it, I was saying Baral because of when you counter something you get to loot yeah, and that's your way of also getting cards into your yard. Oh so, yeah. So like right. you turn your strategic planning into just better ponder, and then you turn like you know any other cards like nagging thoughts or whatever that is essentially like your preordained style cards. But there's the new one that's the surveil, the the split card from the new set, yeah. the one in a hybrid Demir or whatever. That's uh, it's pretty much preordained except with surveil instead of scry. Um, and that card is it's two mana starting out, but like surveil is like that card might be worth it at two mana like it's very close because surveil because putting stuff in your graveyard is good that's what i thought about chart of course though and that's a, a, essentially the same effect look at the top two put you could put one in the graveyard you know or one from your hand no chart of, course, so chart of course is just a more expensive uh careful study well except you can get actual card advantage if you attack right yeah so but that's you know i don't know i it's it, 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 I think that like Charter Course I played and have been like often been like this is a good card, but you know I just I can only ever put two of them in my deck because I've got so much other stuff in my deck. That I know the card that you want. Course. Here's the card that you want. You're looking. You're want. You want to play the 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 Phoenices, and you need high volume amount of cards. You know, the, I mean the card that's been breaking out recently, and I am a big believer in. Like this is the this card I actually have been playing recently, and it's like. Oh, man, it's everything advertised is uh, accumulated knowledge is absolutely real. Yeah, I'm playing accumulated knowledge right now as well. I thought about boarding them when I get paired against the other accumulated knowledge decks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, just go in. 
Because yeah. it's all it's all graveyards, right? It's like it's like you know Kindle yeah. when you're playing the Kindle Mirror, you're just like. Bling. Um, the Dude, other I put accumulated knowledge against the Grixis deck, and he goes uh, K command uh, to make me discard a card. I discarded accumulated knowledge, and I thought I was ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, this is so good for me. You made me not spend two mana to cycle this. Instead, it's just in my graveyard, and this is awesome. Um, yeah. The other card that I wanted to uh, point out is, as a potential player, I saw someone playing it uh, uh, at the um, Baltimore event, um, and, and I've been kind of messing around with it, too, is uh, Endless Atlas. Endless Atlas. So Endless Atlas is a two-mana artifact that says... Hold on, I'm grabbing it so that I can... I got it, I got it. Two-tap. Draw a card. Activate this ability only if you control three or more lands with the same name. So it's two mana. This is great in uh in the back to basics uh miracles deck. Just pure card advantage. It's it's a jam day tome for for half the price. This was in miracles. Yeah, this was in miracles. He was playing like a mentor miracles deck, but still like it, whatever. Like you you're just draw two mana to draw a card, an extra card every turn. You can't see my face, but I'm so intrigued. Yeah, I mean, I I, I saw it and I was like, wow, this is really good. And it, he was playing against uh, Higby and, uh, you know, Higby was on burn. Uh, and, and all of a sudden this guy just had like this massive card advantage against him and he couldn't he couldn't surmount it. So Endless Atlas, you want a one to two color deck, right? Yeah. And you want to be like somewhat slow. Yeah. I think yeah, the Back I mean, to Basics deck does all those things, right? Well, with with cards like this where you have a personal Howling Mind, your objective should just be to trade resources as often as possible. Until yeah. you draw this card and then come Because you know that like once you have this thing, you're going to have an unbeatable just raw card advantage. You're just looking to make trades yeah. to prolong the game. And not to yeah. mention you're playing cards like uh, Terminus, you know, where you're like already that's card advantage most of the time. I mean, I once played Druidic Satchel in a modern deck, and it was insane. Like, um, it was like some creatureless, or maybe like one or two creatures. Uh, Druidic Satchel is a three-man artifact, two-tap, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, you get a sapperling. If it's a land card, you put it into play. And if it's neither of those, you gain two life. And I would just like, like, like you're saying, Phil, it was like some sort of, I forget what it was, like a black, red Planeswalker deck or something. And I would just like, trade resources with the opponent and then drop this thing and then just you know never draw land again and gain enough life that they couldn't like surmount it now that was in modern but you know yeah no it's, it's like when you're looking at the macro archetypes that exist in terms of like you know what your deck is actually trying to do just draw card advantaging out your opponent which a lot of decks do right now uh but where the only thing look where the only thing that actually matters is i have more cards than you uh, you just have to be able to find your way to get out of the early game, because then once you actually stick those types of things, um, you, your deck is just always going to be able to go to the distance, because, you know, at a certain point, you can start making poor exchanges just because your card volume is so high. Uh, on what uh, Zach had just said about uh, you're playing Terminus, I do like that this card just sits on the table and can be an instant speed, or instant speed card draw, like card draw on your opponent's turn. Yeah, whoops, yeah. I drew my Miracle, and I guess I'll cast it. Well, wow, that's a good point. Actually, I bet that I bet that's what that player was thinking too. I'm gonna have three islands in play almost every game, and you know this thing is like top in a way. I I know? can't tell you how many times I've played miracles and how 
just handicapped, I feel, by comparison to when we had top, just being able to instant speed draw cards. Like, Terminus, when you could do it at any time, was why people were like, we got to ban, we got to ban Terminus. It's way too good. No, it's good well, because, like, I can do it in response to you attacking. Uh, yeah. And then once they took out top, and then Terminus was very heavily nerfed, where you were pretty much only doing it if you had, like, enough things to, like, set up your predict or whatever. Um, so, like, yeah, this obviously is not as good as top, but it being able to do that similar routine once you get to a certain stage of the game is actually pretty compelling. Yeah, and and it play like I said, it plays into the back to basics plan too. Like it's got yeah. a lot, it's got a lot going for it in that regard. Like it it's got it it's filling in the slot from the old uh, the old uh, divining top, but it's also like it's fine with every other component of the deck and. It also, you know, you're getting an instant speed card draw on your opponent's turn, too. Well, here's the thing, too, about it. Like, Search for Escanta has been played in Miracles, mm-hmm. you know, to sort of return to that point. This is basically the same thing. It's two mana do nothing until their next turn, you know? Yeah. And, you know, most Search for Escantas are just, like, essentially a surveil one, you know, for maybe, like, two or three turns. This one... Like, you're, you're playing a reactive deck. I don't know if you're always going to have three lands with the same name on turn three. No. You might need to get a, have gotten a planes. But, you know, eventually you're going to... like it's, You just drop this on turn two off Island Island or whatever, and then you play your planes, swords their thing with double island up. You can even just play counterbalance. And then on the fourth turn, if you don't have Jace, this is going to just sit there like a meatball waiting to draw you a zillion cards. Yeah. I think the one the one issue with it, though, is that because it's so mana intensive that there are going to be like in the early and mid stages of the game where, you know, it's like if you take a turn off essentially to cast or to activate this thing at a certain point when you're, you know, in the middle late to late game, two mana every turn for a howling mine is fine. Yeah. Uh, but early on, it's super mana intensive. And I think that the I don't know if you guys have found the same thing but in all of the like main major events that i've gone to since the banning the the field i feel like has sped up like we, the we, final the, this... fin- the 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 final tables are usually like you know fair and grixis control because they they found their way through but i feel like the majority of the field is still fairly fast well i just told you i played against all these like decks where you, the the game is decided by the by the die roll you yeah. know I mean, like, I'm playing by the, by the pairing algorithm. I'm playing you know, Infect, like, so I can I can agree. I've definitely changed to to a, a completely different style of deck based on I feel like if you're not beating Grixis before it takes over the game, then you're not winning. Well, I I bring up the point of the format being way faster and this card being only good in a certain type of game. That this then more strikes me as a board card than a main board card. Um. Just I have because... to assume that it was it was main deck. I, I I'm almost positive because I would definitely side this out against a, a burn deck. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. I I don't disagree that it was probably main deck because it also strikes me as the type of card that you would want in your main board. Um, but because I can be like, oh, if this card is against miracles, it's a ten. But if it's against infect, it's a it's a zero. Yeah. And those types of very swinging cards against certain matchups makes me go, okay, I want them in certain matchups, so it should be in my board. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I, what's make. I, I think Sorry. for me, I, I would play this as like a one or two of anyhow. Like, definitely don't replace your tops with this. You know, like that that's not the idea here. 
Um, but yeah, I think it being a two mana card, not a and not a one mana card, you, you do you do have the risk of just like playing this on the wrong turn and being like, well, that was dumb. I should have held up mana for a counter spell or something, you know. So I think that overall, like th- this card isn't isn't the the answer everyone's looking for, but it's 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 interesting, and I think that I think that it's it might have a place in the deck. Uh, I was just about to say you could play this in some sort of like blue artifact deck, and I forgot to tell Phil. I played against a resolved Psy in Legacy, I don't know, 18 hours ago. Yo, I'm still so high on Psy, but now that he's... Oh, I got destroyed just, too, by the way. Yeah, because he's <laughs> just finding... I mean, dude is like, if he's in the... You have to give him the right like stuff behind him, but otherwise he's just Pyromancer. Like, oh, he's, a, so he's another in the ilk of Pyromancer Mentor, you know? Well, uh, I, played against, I played against Tezzeret, like a Tezzeret deck with like the Antiquities War, and... I boarded out. I couldn't kill a Psy. I, I left my couple lightning bolts in for the planeswalkers, but I'd taken out Fatal Push, and Diabolic Kitty does nothing against Psy. So no. yeah, yeah, yeah could, not, could not beat that one four like at all. Psy oh, also has so a GP good. top eight now. Like he's so good. He does. Yeah, in dude, like, he was in the mono blue painter deck. Oh, that's right. He's right, right, right. right. Yeah. Also, the uh, the the deck that I've been playing with Psy in uh, modern, I'm still trying to like get the numbers right, but I get I get it. It's getting stronger and stronger the, the more and more I play it, obviously, playtesting. Um, but I've been playing him in the Arayo deck that I was doing with the eight mocks. Yeah. Uh, the backbone is, like, essentially you just go uh, turn to Arayo, mocks, repeal your mocks, mocks, flip the Arayo. Uh, and now you're set up to just, like, play Psy and then overwhelm them that way as the, as the follow-up. And, dude, Psy, yeah, I'm a super believer in Psy. He's so real. My opponent in this game was playing um, Mox Opal and Mox Diamond. And now I kind of wish they were playing Mox Amber for you, Phil. <laughs> they must have had a, a zillion lands. Um, but he could have Dude, had The a... second we get a playable one-drop legend, Mox Amber is $60. Hold on a second. I bet you could just play... Oh, see, now we're, now we're bringing everything together. I bet you could play a deck with... Um, with uh, with uh, Lazav and Psy and Mox Amber and Dreadnought and Thirst for Knowledge. <laughs> and all you know way. what I'm saying? Yeah, you could probably just do that, right? Tezzeret. Well, what's cool is if you cast your Dreadnought with a Psy on the table, you still get your 1-1 one, one, even though you sack your... You get a 1-1. One, one. You get a 1-1. One, one. You, you get a 1-1. One, one. You sack the your Dreadnought and then you just turn Lazav into a Dreadnought and now you have a 1-4 and a, uh, a, a Flyer... And then you're attacking for 12. God damn it. Can you sweet. believe we're giving this, this shit away for free? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, let me know when we're, when we're at the end of the show, because we do have new Patreons to announce. Uh, what about... Uh, Speaking oh, of giving it away for free. <laughs> oh, 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 Vaya. Ovia? No, because you, you have to play green. Come on. You can put tropical islands in your deck, man. Come on. <laughs> no, you're right. Ovaya is pretty close. I, I think, yeah, Lazav is also a... I mean, if you think uh, you just go turn one, uh, your careful study or whatever enabler to dump the Dreadnought, turn two, cast Lazav, Mox Amber, you have a 12-12. Wow. Pretty good. I would I would be happy about having that in play, especially since no one's really playing uh, uh, Abrupt Decay anymore. Yeah, oh, I did. Oh, man, I have played so many leagues in late at night recently 
just because I've been so busy during the day and I'm just so burnt out. All I want to do is like look at my my magic cards, you know. And I've just been playing these yeah. leagues and playing against the weirdest things. I, I got, I definitely got. I was playing a Squee Food Chain, um, with uh, with uh, Chalice of the Void and uh, Commune with the Gods and stuff, like a Chalice deck with this combo. Mm-hmm. My opponent got a Chalice for three out against me, and it, of course hits Food Chain and Squee and Imperial Recruiter, <laughs> so I lost. Um, but that that same person also assassin trophy uh, two food chains in a row. So assassin's trophy, that's frustrating. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that happened. That was the first time I'd seen it in the wild, though. I hadn't seen it yet. I guess it had just come out. But and then I got me thinking, like, could you do an assassin's trophy path to exile ghost quarter uh, Leon and Arbiter deck in Legacy? But probably not. Yeah, I mean. There, I don't, I don't know, man. Lean Arbiter seems like it's just on the cusp of being playable. If they keep printing these super powerful busted things that just say, "Yeah, have this busted spell," your opponent can search up a land. Then yeah, it gets a lot better. I played against one in Legacy. It's, it, it was probably just a one-up in this DNT deck. Um, I mean, you know, how how deep you want to go on that plan, where it, whether or not the thing is like those cards aren't really bad without Leon and Arbiter either. I could see you just like playing a dnt deck that moved into that you know well you can't really get assassin's trophy into yeah. your dnt deck no no no, no. I'm just saying, well, hold like, on a second because you can apparently play baleful strix and storm and again i'm not even i'm not trying to pick on this person i'm just like yeah that makes sense baleful strix is good so before everyone says like oh nate's ripping on this guy it's not what i mean you can play anything and anything if you put your mind to it you know i'm just saying like if you like leon and arbiter just being very good against fetch lands is already like all right dude like play this arbiter you can't fetch and then upkeep port you you can't fetch you know it's like that's that i mean it's you know how like thalia when it hits the table against the decks that you wanted again it's essentially time walk yeah yeah oh yeah i imagine that it's similar with arbiter where it's like yeah cast this on turn two go and they're like well looks like i can't fetch yeah it's pretty bad playable a playable permanent another playable permanent that says you can't search libraries would be the thing that breaks all that stuff, like in in a zone. Well, you already have uh, what you call it, uh, mind sensor. Yeah, that's true. So, and could you you think you can build this with with Leon and Arbiter and mind sensor? I'm saying I don't think you need. I I think Leon and Arbiter. It's a it's a two two, which is obviously not good. Um, but I think the, you know, that deck plays a bunch of like flexi whatever spots for its recruiters anyway. I think. Arbiter's probably just good enough on its own. Recruiter and Arbiter are the non-Boval non-Bovs, though. <laughs> no, Recruiter can search up a... Oh, yeah, because you can't... You Now it's your own on the table, yeah. Yeah. But, like... Um, yeah. So, like, this deck, if you try to get Assassin's Trophy into it, actually, you're probably playing, like, those one of those old-time mana bases with, like, four City of Brass, you know, four, maybe four... Like, just to, like, get all your colors together without having to use fetch lands. But it would be really intriguing to see if such a thing could work. I mean, that's what the Humans deck is. It's like a zillion rainbow lands, and then all these creatures that are sort of like more than the sum of their parts, you know. Here's and what I'm saying: like if you're if you're play. playing against like let's say you're playing against any you know blue based deck, and you they go like let's say you're playing against Grixis, right? Yeah. Uh, you go turn one mom. They have to kill it, right? They can't let that thing not sit on the table. Right. So you go turn one mom. They push it or whatever and then you untap and play leon and arbiter 
like what do they do like they Hopefully. have to just naturally have their lands that were not the fetch lands but that's 50 percent of their mana base just is inactive now it's gotta be yeah at least 50 percent, right well yeah they the the grixis decks all play 10 fetch lands right miracles plays anywhere between nine and ten sometimes eight but that's like you're looking at specific builds for that yeah that's pretty much every blue every blue deck that uh, every blue deck that with brainstorm is playing it somewhere in the realm of nine fetches, and it's just like right. if you can just blank their mana base in the early turns, and you know you're a deck that's not reliant on them because you're not playing them, that's super powerful. And then if you like, you're a beatdown deck in uh, most of the time for D and T. Am I right? So like they play swords to plowshares, but if you just moved over to path to exile, that way you're not giving them life, which can buy them a turn against your attacking deck. That seems also pretty good so phil i think what you should also do is play stifle and spell queller dude now we're talking right like <laughs> let's get some lazavs and some mox ambers in this in this deck let's <laughs> we're playing rainbow lands anyway right like nothing matters i mean nothing think matters. about it like, like turn one island stifle your fetch turn two planes lead an arbiter yeah i'm yeah. a buyer get you it can't you can, yeah <laughs> you can't play your own fetch land. you really I mean, if you go all in on that you can't really play your own fetch land but then how are you playing assassin's trophy in your blue white deck <laughs> you're playing like four <laughs> well because obviously we're, on, we're playing gemstone yeah. mine right yeah well, we're gonna play you can play four uh, city of brass four mana conflict chromatic lantern and then you don't have have to do all that looking around for mana that's right and that's a, it ramps you from three to four yeah it's now all getting... we need to do is put some proliferate in this deck and we got we got ourselves a uh, something we can bring home to the parents. So right. it's funny you should mention proliferate because that's the other card uh, I've been thinking about adding to the uh, to the deck is uh, Tezzeret's Gambit in the board. Um, yeah, that, that that had seen play before to like mess with opponents' chalices, right? Yeah, well, to mess with opponents' chalices, I mean, obviously, Infectus counters as well. But what so what happens a lot? I've been noticing when I'm losing is my opponents kind of let me get them to nine, right? And then they're like, okay, kill your dude or whatever. But if you had a card in there that would just like take one more infect, like, you know, a lot of times I think that that, the draw two cards for three mana is, is fine. Bad. It's, it's Bad. not, in the, in this deck, it's like, if you're at that point where you need to draw two cards, whatever, you're drawing two cards. Um, But being able to, sneak in and infect without having a dude on the board is is an interesting uh thing at the very least it's not maybe it's not good do you think that they would ever when we go back to a world where they add proliferate and they obviously will because proliferate is uh pretty low on their storm scale mm -hmm. um low meaning that like it's likely to be used again yeah um what are the odds that we just see a card that says green proliferate oh god if that happened i'd be playing it yeah no i mean i like if if there was a card that yeah, just one said for green. green mana, yeah, <laughs> could you imagine? It's so good. Yeah. Oh, you can't you can't mess with Chalice with that. Oh, here's a thought experiment. How how many people stop playing standard if they were like, yeah, guys, Frexian mana is back. How many people start playing standard? <laughs> Frexian <laughs> mana is it is very spiky and it is very satisfying in a way, but it is not good for the game. <laughs> yeah you know look at all these frexy mana cards i mean birthing pod i mean probe obviously with like birthing pod and mental misstep and um dismember i mean they're just so warping but anyway not no time for uh no time for my uh frexy mana rant i do miss Gitaxian probe because i'm playing this hard phoenix deck though like that'd be so sick 
Yeah, free free is pretty busted. Anything that's yeah. a zero. I mean, that's also where I'm thinking with mission briefing is you want to be looking at the stuff that you can cast for zero. Right. Uh, like I I was trying to think if there was any type of deck that you would want stuff in your graveyard and also be using packs of some kind. Um. And the only thing I could think of was if you wanted to do if you if there was a way to like try and port the Angels Graze ad nauseum deck from Modern. Yeah, uh, or that like, deck plays a bunch what is of it? packs. Hi, hi, get hive mind into play, or hive mind. Yeah. Hive mind. I was thinking shared fate. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Um. Oh, man, I had a good point, and I just you lost guys, it. you guys see the blue white deck that was playing the three mana Gideon, and it makes an emblem and then use uses packs of negation. Oh, <laughs> come on. oh yeah. What format is this? Legacy? Is this come legacy? on, legacy. Come on. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm looking Speak up this your deck. Gideon. You're like, person who can't afford lose. force of wills. I don't lose. Gideon on the table. <laughs> Packed your shit. And then they get rid of the Gideon, and during your turn, you can't pay for it. No, dude, because whatever they used to get rid of the you, at at that point, that's a protect the queen. Like nothing matters as long as the Gideon's on the table because you can't lose the game. So you're like, oh, you want to get rid of my Gids now that you're playing Assassin's Trophy? Nah, noob, packed you. I suppose. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hold on, I'm 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 on this. Yo, yes, now that yes. people are moving away from abrupt decay and onto Assassin's Trophy, this shit is going real. This is this is live now. Gideon, <laughs> three minute Gideon. On the trials or whatever, whatever the hell his name is, make this emblem packed you. Oh yeah. Also, by the way, end step, free four four, untap, pay no mana, doesn't matter, can't lose, beatdowns. Yeah. How does this deck do anything without getting in play? You're playing. Does it do anything without him? Yeah, man. You're playing packed negation. Like, do something. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, Angel's Grace too. It's just like on end of your turn, Angel's Grace. Packed, packed, untap, attack for eight. Like, there's a bunch of the, you know, cards that are like, yeah, do this stupid effect, and then you lose next turn, and you're like, not with a Gideon in play. There's a new time walk in red and white that gives all your stuff indestructible, and you lose the game. And then you lose the game. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? The next turn, you, yeah. it gives all your stuff indestructible, then you take a turn, then you lose the game. So you just make your, you could attack with the Gideon, which I think is probably already indestructible. That's what, bonus round? There, there is a planeswalker no, tutor. Man. There's a planeswalker tutor in white. Yep. And Gideon Ally of Zendikar is already a card people want to be playing. And Gideon at the Trials is also just like, you know, sweet. Another Gideon. And now you can play some packs. Slaughter packed your thing. Oh, pay three mana, trigger on the stack. Nah, homie. Gideon. Well, with with that said, we're coming up at the top of the hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on, let, um, let me let me do, let's, let's try to do our shoutouts now. Yes, definitely. Uh, thank you to uh, I'm trying to go back as far. Dennis Offerman, I believe, is a new patron since we last announced patrons. Yeah. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, thank you, Phil Wynn, who was a new patron. Yeah. Lic and crew. To, and thank you to Frankie Rodriguez, another uh, Arizona player who I played against on the internet on his stream as well. Awesome. Um, has has given us five bucks so thank you thank you all our new patrons you know it's really helping us out a lot <laughs> we yeah. are uh, we are able to pay our hosting fees and stuff now yeah. so carving out that time uh time for all this stuff is uh is is pretty important to us now too i mean it had been before but it's like knowing that people are actually listening it, it, it you know people are out there that actually care uh it, it it definitely helps us sit down and make sure that we get you guys a good podcast can we issue 
uh, the challenge, because this is the hill I want to die on, uh, <laughs> that the person who can create the best 75 Gideon of the Trials plus PAX deck wins. All right. Well, well, I don't what know how... do they win? They win. The they, they win. Yeah. That's, that's, that's literally a Patreon experts will make him do that. Oh, yeah. They are the winner. I'll tell you, we should we should put in uh we should put in a tier for like be able to play whatever deck you post. Though then I would always <laughs> what about sixty four s? Well, we I mean we know what's gonna happen with that, so you can just lie. Ah, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh, I lost. <laughs> the shame sixty four s. Yeah, it didn't make it. You can just say you can just save your uh in a situation like that. I think you can just save your tickets, Nate. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. Yeah, this was this was fun to just have a grab bag of topics. We'll uh, we'll have some stuff. Hopefully, we'll get some guests coming in next week. It's getting close to Eternal Weekend. So, Unfortunately, uh, we Philly to... was canceled, so next week is not Philly. Um, Did I a... tell you I almost was? I was literally like about to tell you. I think I can go to Philly, and then I found out it was canceled. Oh. My wife and son are going to Philadelphia this weekend, this coming weekend. I was like, oh, there's a Star City that same weekend. I'll go with you and I'll play in the Star City because they have like some mother son thing they're doing oh okay <laughs> like, uh, i'm going to philly along. too is... but not not to hang out with your your wife and your child yeah. was <laughs> the, just saying. the mother then, and like son literally probably playing in a team constructed event yeah it sounds like team constructed right two at a giant maybe yeah that's what they were gonna do <laughs> yeah i gotta tell eli that my magic arena account's been wiped and he can open a bunch of packs again he loves doing it dude like, i want to open <laughs> packs too i just also want to do it with gideon's yeah right. See what I did there? God, I yeah. love this. Good, good joke to end on. Yep. All right, everybody. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Have a good night, week. everyone. Wonderful toys. Eternal Dirtles is supported by Audible.com. If you'd like a free audiobook and start up a trial with Audible, you can go to audibletrials.com/eternaldirtles, and they'll hook you up with a free book, and you'll be supporting the show. Thanks so much.